Welcome to these Bible lessons on the Old Testament. In these lessons, we'll cover God's magnificent creation of all the world, including the creation of man, the crown of God's creation. We'll follow with the sad fall of man in paradise and the consequences this brought to the world. In the continuing lessons, we'll teach how God visits men with the revelation of His covenant of grace. When we travel together through the entire Old Testament, we see God visiting His nation of Israel with revelations of this covenant of grace, pointing constantly to the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. Welcome back to Lesson 11 in our Old Testament History Series. This lesson is about Abram interceding for his nephew Lot. Follow along in Genesis 14. We can see here that Abram is interceding for Lot, and that word interceding is a difficult one. So I have a couple of questions for you first. Have you ever had to solve an argument between friends and on behalf of one friend, you went to another and you said, please forgive her. She didn't mean to say that. She's sorry. Have you ever had to be a mediator between two arguing friends and to try to create peace again? If so, then you have interceded. Now, another question is, just to put it in simple terms, have you ever prayed for someone else? If you have, then you have interceded for them. My next question for you is, can you remember a time when someone has been mean to you? Maybe they have been very selfish and possibly hurt you and disrespected you. Well, too often we allow someone else's wrong to be an excuse for us to not help them when they really need our help. In this lesson, we're going to look at Abram and how he acts towards Lot with a very deep love. And he doesn't try to take revenge upon Lot. Let's join our story now as, as, as we see this great crowd of people being chased along. It's very dusty. There are a lot of angry men shouting at this crowd to move along, to not move so slow. And if we zoom in really close, we can see one man in there that we recognize. And that's Lot, Abram's nephew. What is he doing there? Well, Lot has been taken captive with the rest of the people from Sodom and Gomorrah. How did this happen? Well, if we picture the area around Canaan, there were five cities around the Dead Sea. And each of these cities were controlling the area around the cities. We would call them a nation state. And the leader of that city was often called a king. 
And there were five kings around that Dead Sea region who were paying tribute to four eastern kings. So there are four eastern kings and five western kings. The four eastern kings are led by a man named Kedar Laomer, and they're from the Mesopotamia region where Abram came from. And these four kings are coming west towards the Dead Sea, and they're going to make war against these five western kings. And that's because these western kings have paid tribute to Kedar Laomer for 12 years, and now in the 13th year, these five kings, they rebel against the eastern kings. And so these four are going to come, and they're going to teach these western kings a lesson. Don't rebel against us. We are going to come and plunder and loot your cities. And so that's exactly what is happening. These eastern kings are traveling towards the Dead Sea region. They're incredibly strong. Along the way, they conquer the Rephaims. And if we look at the meaning of the names of these people that they conquered along the way, we can see that they conquered men that were very terrible. They were giants and fearless. So we've got a lot to worry about with these eastern kings. They're very strong. And finally, the four eastern ones come against the five western kings in the Vale of Siddim, and the battle is joined. Read along in verse 10 how Sodom and Gomorrah, they fled away from the eastern kings, and they went into this area where there were slime pits, where tar was oozing out of the ground and bubbling up. It's, it's a terrible place to run away from an angry enemy. They are captured, their cities are plundered and looted, and all the food, possessions, and people of Sodom and Gomorrah are carried away. And that's why we've joined this story, because Lot has been taken captive, and Abram is going to get involved. We don't know Lot's reaction of when he was captured. But based on the history of what we've read so far and what we know about Lot, we would hardly dare to think that he was a child of God. He chose selfishly for the best land for himself. He disrespected his uncle Abram. He lived in the wicked city of Sodom. He's shown himself to be a poor example of a father. But in 2 Peter 2 verse 7, we can read that he was bothered every single day that he lived in Sodom. It bothered his just and righteous soul. And so, while this story tells us about the flaws of Lot and all the bad parts of his history, he was one whom the Lord loved. Likely, if we were Abram, we would think, hmm, serves Lot right. He was selfish, disrespectful to me. I'm not going to risk my life to go and rescue him. Lot has shown himself to be a completely unlovable person. But there we see Abram, man's running up to Abram, and he breathlessly reports that your nephew Lot has been captured. 
And Abram is in his tent in Hebron, and he feels the family bond of uncle and nephew. But more, he feels the spiritual, the spiritual bond, the bond of faith that is between him and Lot. And so it's love that compels him to leap into action to go and rescue Lot. He is motivated by love, not revenge. Yes, he was his nephew, but he was also his brother. Because brothers can mean men that are of the same purpose, same character, or being very loyal to each other. And so should the Christian family also have this bond of faith. And that bond of faith, of love and loyalty to each other, goes across all languages and all cultures around the world. Lot worshipped God, but now in his group of people being chased along, he sure is hurting for the choices he has made. He's lost all those goods that were precious to him before. Begin reading in verse 14 about the rescue. There we can read, And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued these four eastern kings all the way north to the city of Dan. This was 200 kilometers away. If Abram has 318 servants to spare, think about how large his possessions must have been to leave enough servants behind to care for the flocks. Here Abram is leading like a king into battle. He is going to pursue and attack this enemy, and he does. He attacks them at night from many different directions, and then he chases them another 80 kilometers past Damascus. He gains the victory against these strong eastern kings. Abram's love for Lot was very strong. He was not going to let Lot remain captive. Can you see an example here of something of God's love for his church where he will not let them remain captive under the devil's power? Returning south with all these people and possessions that he has recaptured, Abram cannot, cannot take credit for all of this himself. God is working through Abram's life in order to make sure that his promise will be fulfilled. So in this exciting story of battle and capture and recapture and rescue, what are the lessons that we can learn for us today? How does this apply to your life and my life? First, we are going to look at the comfort that the nation of Israel could take from this story about their father Abram. The second thing we'll look at will be some practical applications for our life. And the third and most important thing we will look at is what can we learn about who God is from this story? So first, what could the nation of Israel think of when they look back on this story? Well, it would be a source of great comfort in the many conflicts and wars and battles and invasions that Israel would face in the future. 
This story would show Israel what kind of help they can expect from God if they obey him and keep his laws. Later, when the nation was much larger, they received a promise of great military success. Read it for yourself in Deuteronomy 28. There it says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. God helps Abram here, and this is a, a convincing way in which God shows his promise will come to pass. God shows himself as completely trustworthy. The next thing that we can look at is that there are some practical applications for our life today. And that is, we ought to be ready to help others, even if we have been wronged by them. Abram was very weak and fearful in Egypt when faced with Pharaoh. He turned to deceit and lying and a lack of trust in God. But here we see a wonderful example of Abram's faith. He is ruled by love. He's not ruled by fear. He's willing to go with the strength of God into battle. God made him victorious. The third thing we can look at is that Abram pursued his enemy with a sword of battle and he freed Lot from a physical enemy. God pursues his people with the sword of the spirit and he frees them from a spiritual enemy. That's right. The word of God is sometimes compared to the sword of the spirit. And so when gospel preachers go out and when they proclaim the message to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, then that is a capturing of a spiritual enemy. You can read that in Isaiah 61 verse 1. Also read it in Luke 4 verse 18 where the Lord Jesus says, this is my God-given task to proclaim liberty. The next thing we can see is that Abram's love to Lot was amazing because Lot showed himself to be completely unlovable. You see, and that's an example of what God does. God loves those who have shown themselves to be completely unlovable. Here from Romans 5 verse 8 where it says, But God commendeth his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The next thing we can learn about God is that he protects and preserves his church. Abram loved Lot. He wouldn't let him remain captive. He wouldn't let him go. He was going to keep him. And so the Lord Jesus also keeps his children secure. And there is no man that can take them away. We can read that in John 10 verse 28. Where we read that God's children, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. 
In conclusion, we have seen here that in this story that Abram is motivated by love to rescue his nephew Lot, his spiritual brother. We can see here that Abram was willing to face great danger to intercede with love for his brother. In our next lesson, we're going to stop with Abram on the way home when he is met by this mysterious man named Melchizedek. <laughs>